0: In hot real estate markets like we've had lately in Toronto and Canada, there are always those potential buyers who lose out in bidding wars. And after these bidding wars, those who lost sometimes question if they lost fairly. Actually, a lot of real estate agents who lost out while representing their clients wondered the same thing. In Toronto and all across Ontario, we have what's called blind bidding. You know, the offer date is set, then potential buyers give it their best shot without knowing what the other offers are. And sometimes the winning bid can be just a bit more than the next highest bid, but sometimes the winning bid is a lot more than the next highest bid. And as someone who's represented sellers, I've seen people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars more than the next highest bid. Lately, there's been a call for more transparency in Ontario. For the province to implement what we call an open auction process for selling houses, you know, Something like you'd see on storage wars on television or an art auction. So, just how would an open auction for houses work? Well, they do it in Australia, and today I'm lucky enough to speak to someone from Down Under who can tell us a little bit about the auction process. I'm Desmond Brown, and welcome to Sold in the Six. Darren Clark is a REMAX agent in Brisbane, Australia, and he's also a real estate auctioneer. Darren,
1: welcome to Sold in the Six. Thank you very much, Des, for having me.
0: Yeah, Darren, it's so great to have you. Now, when I spoke to you on the phone last week, one of the first things you asked me was, How often do we do auctions in Toronto? And when I told you never, you were really surprised.
1: It is quite a surprise, Des, because uh, auctions uh, here in Australia. Uh, very popular, and uh, they happen every weekend. You know, it's uh, nothing to open up your paper or have a look online and see twenty auctions lined up in the in the city for for the Saturday. You get, most of them are on Saturdays.
0: So they are on Saturdays. So paint the picture for us how an auction works. Okay,
1: so um, if uh, if you're going to your seller and you're letting them know that you. You know that you think their property should go to auction, and that's most likely going to be a property that's got a, a fair bit of uh, character about it, something that's a little bit different, and something that you know that's going to be very popular and uh, have a lot of uh, a lot of interest in. So what you would do is you go to your seller and let them know that what we're going to do is we're going to do a four-week campaign, yeah. which is pre-auction. And that's a basically an open home every uh, week, usually on a Saturday. Okay. And, uh, that's so people can come through and inspect. And on the fourth open home in the next half hour after that, we allocate for an auction. So in the auction, an auctioneer comes along. Uh, he's a specialist person who makes a lot of noise and throws a hammer yeah. around <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, a hammer as in a, a gavel. Yeah. And, uh, and he comes along, and what we do is we have each person who wants to bid on the for the property. we have their details, and they get a paddle. They wave a paddle up in the air and 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 bid on a property, and the auctioneer auctioneers it off, and the person who ends up being the highest amount at the end of the auction is the owner
0: okay, so let's just go back again so. When you, you give your sellers the option of going to auction or doing the traditional put the house on the market and wait for offers to come in. Yes. And then if they, then if they choose the auction process, then you have four weeks leading up to the actual auction day. Yes. Right? For people to go through. And then on the auction day, uh, the, the buyers come and they, they gather on the front lawn.
1: Well, it depends on the property because if it's got a nice veranda on the back, you'll take them out to the nice veranda on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's got a nice swing pool area, you'll take them out to the swing pool area. You'll take them to wherever that the basically the agent and the auctioneer decide that they feel like it's got the most emotional yeah, the most value for the people that might be bidding on it.
0: Okay. And then the people who are bidding, are they pre-qualified in any way? So you're saying that they each get a paddle. So, what do you know about the bidders that are coming to this auction?
1: Well, there's all, all you all you know. Look, the, sometimes you'll sell a house to somebody at auction who's never seen it until that day. Whoa! So all all that all that you know about these people is that they have to produce a driver's license. Mm-hmm. They have to read the terms and conditions and sign off on those terms and conditions. And by law, if they sign as a bidder and they finish on the property, by law, they are bound to purchase the property.
0: Here in Toronto and most of Ontario, when we submit offers, we usually have a substantial deposit yep. to go along with the offer. That's like the good faith. And it's usually around 5% of the purchase price. What type of deposits are used down in the, in the auction process in Australia? Okay, so
1: auction conditions. Auction conditions mm-hmm. are 30-day contract. They are unconditional. Oh, they are. If they're a 30-day contract, they are an unconditional contract, which means there's no building and pest and there's no finance. And they always ask for a 10% deposit.
0: 10%. Okay, so that's that's very substantial.
1: It's very substantial.
0: Okay, so sorry, let's go back again. So you said it's like a 30-day?
1: 30-day contract.
0: Okay, and that contract meaning that is that the actual completion date when they take possession of it? Or until it firms up at thirty days.
1: No, it's it's on the fall of the hammer. On the fall of the hammer, the, the deal is done. On the fall of the hammer, the deal is done. Mm -hmm. If a person who actually registers to bid, they don't even need to sign the contract because the auctioneer can sign the contract on their behalf. Because when they have when they have registered to bid, they have given that power to the auctioneer. That's all part of registering, to to be a bidder.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So, from, so it's from 30 days from the time that the hammer falls. Uh, if, if, the, if the 30 days time is a Sunday, then it's going to be a, or a Saturday or a Sunday, then obviously it's going to carry over to the Monday. But it's 30, 30 days from the time that the, the, the auction is complete.
0: Okay. And I'm sorry, the 30 day that's the conditional period. Is what you're saying? Or am I, there's, there's no, there's no, no condition. no condition. These are not conditions. So that's the date that they actually will take possession. That's possession. Oh, that's
1: possession. Is 30 days. That's the day they need to pay the balance and take possession.
0: Okay. So what would somebody do who uh, would like to have like a home inspection done on the property? Like to know exactly what they're getting into.
1: There, there, there is, there's no issues with if somebody wants to get a building and pest inspection, mm-hmm. uh, they can certainly arrange that with the agent. No agent's going to not let somebody do their own due diligence. Um, that's not going to help the, uh, help the opportunity of getting them to the auction. And if people want to organize finance, they can also organize finance. Um, but they need to have their finance approved because, as I said, it's an unconditional contract. And they need to be happy with their building and pest inspection because because of that reason.
0: Okay, so they have to do all of that, the financing and property due diligence, leading up to the actual auction date, so they can go in with a firm uh, offer during auction.
1: Absolutely, it, it is a, it's a cash unconditional contract.
0: you're going to get into a bidding war whether it's a blind bidding war or an open auction you better be ready and you better be pre-qualified for a mortgage so that's why I recommend you get in touch with Jason Georgopoulos of Dominion Lending you can reach Jason at jasong at dominionlending.ca he'll make sure you get the best rates and terms for your mortgage Is the seller bound, or is there like a minimum price that will you'll open at? You know, or is the seller bound at whatever uh, the, the, the 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 house sells for during the auction?
1: That, that's that's a really good question, Des. So what happens is the seller sets their reserve. So for for me as an agent, I will arrange a a vendor's meeting with my seller, mm-hmm. and I will bring the auctioneer along, and the auctioneer will. We'll sit down with the seller and explain to them what's going to happen in a couple of days' time, because usually it's a couple of days before the auction. So he'll sit down with the seller um, and myself, and we will have a discussion with the seller and we'll let them give them feedback on how the campaign's gone, give them feedback on what the people that have been looking at their property have been saying and 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 maybe give them an indication of what price and we believe where the market should be with the property and then they can choose their reserve so they have to fill out uh, they have to put a price on a form and sign it and that's the reserve price but they're not bound they're not bound to the reserve price the auction here and the auction process is bound to the reserve price if we go to auction and just for an example, just say that there's a reserve price of eight hundred thousand, and we get to seven hundred eighty thousand, and then the auction stalls. That we will then pause the auction, go and have a chat to the seller, and just say, "Look, we're at seven hundred eighty thousand. the The worst you're going to get at the moment is seven hundred eighty thousand. If we go on the market, we may get more. If we don't go on the market, well, then you know we have to to to." to Talk, have to talk to you afterwards, but at the moment we've got an unconditional seven hundred eighty thousand dollar contract. We could get more; it's up to you. If we go on the market, we've got a chance. Mm-hmm. So that can that can then, that can then change. So we can we can the auctioneer will pull that piece of paper out of his pocket and he'll he'll cross that figure out and put in the figure that we're at, and they'll sign it, and then we're on the market.
0: So that that gives them the out. The
1: seller has the out, but look, you know, clearly, yeah, yeah, the, seller, cle- 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 clearly the, the chances of a seller, you know, getting close to their reserve price and not selling is very rare.
0: Oh, it is, is it? So how many people, yeah. will, attend, how many people will, will attend an auction? Because, you know, we're getting multiple offer situations here where we've had 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20 offers.
1: I've been to an auction where there's been two bidders. Actually, actually I've been to an auction where there's been one and the, and the property's still sold because we were still in a position to negotiate with that person and the seller. And the good thing is the seller was there on the day and the seller could see and, you know, the seller realised that, you know, that this was an opportunity to sell it because not, not many people turn up. But then I've been to an auction where there's been 40 to 50 people turn up and there's been 15 registered bidders. Okay. And and out of, 50, out of 15 registered bidders, you can always expect six or seven to, to put in a bid. The others will probably get knocked out pretty quick.
0: I, I, was, I was reading something about um, the auctions and what's called a price guide. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That There's got to be some type of guide, uh, that price guide, to, to set the price? Try,
1: look, they, 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 there is a price guide. So a price guide is basically, so we do what's called a CMA. You guys may do the same thing, which is current market analysis. Yeah, We, we, we have to provide that to, to the seller. That's just part of uh, us signing them up with what we have. What we called what we have is called Form Six, which just gives us permission, like basically exclusivity, to sell the property. What happens is when you go in there with that with that price guide, um, and you give that to the seller, they don't necessarily have to tell you what sort of price that you're going to sell the property for. When people come along to the open homes, we don't have to disclose that. We can offer them a CMA. we can offer that to them, but we don't have to disclose what we think the price guide's going to be because we don't know.
0: Well, will the price guide be something like um, somewhere close to like an opening bid or anything like that?
1: Not necessarily, Des, because what happens is when the auctioneer, when the auctioneer goes to uh, auction the property off, and if somebody doesn't bid straight away, the auctioneer will put in a bid on behalf of the seller. Now now it's it's not unusual for that bid to be a hundred thousand dollars below the reserve price, because there's an old saying there's an old saying with auctions: start at low and watch it go, start at high and let it watch it die.
0: Well, that's almost the same as pricing it up and pricing our properties too. If you price them too high, we're not going to even if it's a the, you know the traditional negotiation market. Uh, if you price it too high, it's not going to sell.
1: Exactly. If you put if you put a low price on and like uh, for example, even in a private treaty, if you put offers over say six hundred thousand dollars for a property that you think's worth six hundred and eighty thousand, you know you 'll have people come in and look and then you 'll get offers and you 'll be able to play them against each other if you 've got a property that 's worth seven hundred thousand and you decide to put seven hundred and fifty thousand, you just won 't get the people through the door to have the opportunity to negotiate they just won 't even turn up
0: wow See, i was reading, in this article I was reading it had a lot of potential buyers complaining, saying that you know the price guide was low and that properties were selling for four, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars more than what the price guide was saying, and that there's also uh, some type of uh, regulation in place where the agents can get fined for uh, going low with the price guide
1: Well well they, they, they can't really prove it because
2: yeah
1: we can't we can't we can't actually pick how much a property is going to sell for. We, don't, we can't control what the buyers do. Yeah, sounds like a so market. If, if, yeah, we can't control what the buyers do. Like I can give you an example of a property that, that three agents have gone in and had a look at and said, well, that house is probably worth somewhere around $800,000, all right? Then eventually the seller signed up an agent to go to market and that agent thought it was worth $800,000. Yeah. And we've gone to auction. And by the end of the auction, it's made, made just over a million, just over. Mm-hmm. So you, you really can't control that. And that was very much a surprise to both the seller, it was a very much a surprise to the agent, and it was also a surprise to the auctioneer.
0: Well, so just to fill you in on how we do it here. So typically, or, or the market we've just gone through, we've slowed down a little bit this summer, but basically we price the properties um certain X number of dollars. And then we set yep. a, an offer date, usually five to seven days after we've listed the property. And then the bids come in blindly. Yes. So people are are putting in um offers. Some are conditional, some are not. And yep. sometimes the winning bids are a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars more than the next highest bid without people knowing. Yes. It
2: um yes
0: you you were telling me earlier that that would not happen during a an open auction
1: Dur- during an open auction, everybody can see who's bidding and mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're someone who wants to buy the property and you see somebody else's bidding, you're going to keep bidding until till you've basically reached your budget or what you think the value of that property is and if two or three people want the property badly enough and they can all afford it then the price can just keep going going north. You can just keep traveling.
0: Well, it must be really electric sometimes. Well, you know, with the buzz that's happening out around this property when the auction starts, if it's a really, really desirable property.
1: Buyers get caught in the moment. They get very much caught in the moment. And, uh, you know, sometimes they might they might come in with a particular budget in mind to what they want to pay for the property. And a lot of the time they'll end up spending more.
0: You know, we we usually don't get a chance to see the disappointment in
1: the people who have lost out.
0: Now, tell me, tell me, what's that like for you as an auctioneer, seeing this whole process?
1: Well, look, I, I actually quite enjoy it. I, I quite enjoy it. I, I enjoy the process. I enjoy the atmosphere. Um, you know, certainly an atmosphere on auction day is is very good, especially if you have a lot of uh, a lot of bidders and it's a very successful auction. Which is what's happening at the moment because we're in a busy market, mm-hmm. so all the auctions are quite successful at, at this point in time. Um, look, you do feel sorry for the underbidders, um, but you know, while while the auctioneer while the auctioneer is doing his work, I'm doing my work in the background and I'm talking to each each bidder. And each time there's an underbidder, I'm talking to that underbidder, letting them know that the other guy is going to win this property and they need to bid again.
0: Oh, really? So and, so-
1: and I'm and I. I move, around, I move around with the bidders, move around to the bidders um, and then I'll go back to one who might have been the third underbidder and I might go and see if I can get a, a bid out of them while the auctioneer is doing his, uh, doing his, his, his work and uh, that's, that's basically what you do. So, you know, you, you can't feel sorry for the underbidder because you've given them every opportunity to put their paddle in the air and, and, and bid, bid, bid a bit higher.
0: Oh, so, that, so that's the role of the real estate agent then. If you're, you're representing the seller, then you're buzzing through the crowd there, Absolutely. going to the different bidders and saying, come on, you know, you could you come on up a little bit more or this, you're, you're going to get this.
1: On, on auction day, I leave, the, uh, I leave the auctioneer to deal with the seller mm-hmm. and to do his job. And I do my best to deal with the, uh, with the bidders. And if, uh, if we get to a stall where we have to pause an auction, and go and have a chat to the seller. And then I will go in there with the auctioneer and we do our best to, uh, to maybe negotiate with the seller so that we can actually get the property on the market.
0: Oh boy, this sounds really, really exciting. And just um, now, just to recap again quickly so sellers are given the option, they're given the option of whether they want to go to auction or whether they want to go the traditional route of putting the house on the market and waiting for
1: offers to come in, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now a house goes to auction and it doesn't sell on auction day. What happens then? Okay,
1: so then we go back to the seller and and we but, but so there's two things that have happened here. So we haven't sold the property, but what we have done is we've educated our seller. Mm-hmm. yeah, our seller now a, a seller now is is uh, has an understanding of where the market is at. so if they had a price in mind, that was extremely high, and we didn't get to anywhere near that at auction. At least now we've educated our seller. So what we do then is we go back to the seller and say, look, now now we've got to go post-auction. So now it's time for us to put a price on it, Mm -hmm. okay? Obviously now if somebody comes in and buys it, there's possibly going to be conditions, finance conditions or building and pest inspection conditions. Yes. Um, But at least... That way, then the seller is at a point where we can put a price on it where it's at a saleable value.
0: I see. And then you go through that that process where somebody will bring in an offer and then you can negotiate in the old traditional way.
1: Yeah, we just go to a private treaty.
0: Oh, I see. Now, what do you think of auctions? Um, doing the auctions as opposed to, well, the way we do it, where the
1: blind bidding? If you go to auction, everyone can see who's there and everyone can see who's bidding. If it's blind bidding, an agent can go to a buyer and say, your, your offer's not enough. You need to offer more. And obviously, you're not going to disclose what the last, or, or can you? We're not allowed to disclose what someone else's offer is. Are you allowed to do that?
0: Yeah, no, not in the blind bidding. No.
1: We're not. No, we're, we're not allowed to disclose. So if somebody asks, somebody puts an offer in on the property and it's not enough, and so we, look, you need to increase your offer, but because they don 't know what the other person offers they don 't know how high they can go, and a lot of the time they won 't believe the salesperson a lot of the time they 'll think they 're just trying to get more money
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and we run into that a lot they 're going to be they 're going to be very reluctant to to make a you know a, a higher offer um, if they think they 're just being played you know particularly um, if they think that they the offer that they put in was already quite substantial yeah
0: exactly you know we run into that a lot but and like you were saying, if when you're doing the open auction process, they get a chance to see who the other bidders are, and they actually get a chance to see exactly what the other people are bidding.
1: Exactly, they can they can they see they can see their competition. They know that the competition's there. That's not just somebody telling them, and they can they can react, you know, accordingly um, to 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 make their decision of what they want to pay from from that. And as I said, because they can see that happening in this competition, if, if, if you're bidding on a property to purchase and you see somebody else bidding on the property to purchase and then possibly somebody else in your mind, you're thinking, well, it must be worth it because they want to buy it. "It Must be worth that. So you'll just keep going until you win. Now bids usually bids when they start bidding, usually if they, if the first off first uh, auction offer, is extremely low. The auctioneer might take fifty thousand dollar rises. In some cases, depending on the value, they'll take a hundred thousand dollar rise. Then he'll bring them down to bring that down to twenty-five thousand dollar rises. Then he might bring that down to ten thousand dollar rises. And towards the end of an auction, we could be we could be bidding in thousand dollar bids towards the end of an auction.
0: Wow, so someone will win by a thousand bucks?
1: Someone can win by a thousand dollars. And look, you can, you can get another $20,000 for a property just in $1,000 increments.
0: Wow. Okay. Darren, you're an auctioneer. Let's hear you as an auctioneer quickly here.
1: Okay. All right. The, so so do you want me to auction off sheep or do you want me to auction off the house? <laughs> sheep
0: for the house. No, but let's, let's go for the house. and Maybe we'll do the sheep
2: afterwards. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. So if we're auctioning off the house, it's at $410,000 a bid I've got over here at four hundred and ten. At four hundred and ten and I'll take a twenty thousand dollar rise. At four hundred and thirty. At four hundred and thirty thousand dollars I wouldn't be missing out if I were you. At four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. At have a look at your wife over there, my friend. It's gonna be a long drive home with an angry woman. I think that you need to be in this. So that that's that's the type of bidding that you would do in a in a, in a, in a but look, I, I, come from, I come from a country background, so we auctioned off sheep at, at 22 to an now, 22 to bit now, 22 to an now, 23 and 24 and 25. At 25, a little bit over there now, 25 that it's going to be sold at 25 and 26. So we did all that sort of, you know, that sort of, uh, that, that's where I started out as an auctioneer in the early uh-huh. days.
0: Wow, you went from sheep to houses. Well, yeah,
1: pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. From livestock to houses, that's pretty good. Well, I, 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 as a kid on the farm, that's where, where my, uh, my family used to take me for outings, and that was for the sheep and the cattle auctions.
0: Well, okay. So, now, do you see a downside to the auctions at all?
1: Look, the, the only downside that I see is, is that if somebody has to get finance, um, if they were to see the property on the last week and they needed to organize finance, then they're unable to bid an auction because it's an unconditional auction. That, that's the, probably the, the biggest downside that I see, um, but there's a lot of people that have pre-approval that are quite confident that we'll go along and look at properties, and if they look at this property early enough, then they can certainly get the approval on this property prior to auction.
0: Okay, so as we start wrapping up here, what would you say to the people here in Toronto about... The options, the the auctions, um, and what would be the best way to, to sell sell properties and to buy properties. You you you're a real proponent for the
1: auctions, obviously. Look, yeah, look, they work. You know the option the auction system works. It works very well. It works very well for the for the agent to convey to the seller where the value, market value for the property should be. Uh, it also gives the seller an opportunity to get a higher amount than what they even intended um only because if you get a lot of competition on the same property then uh, you know obviously the price ends up higher um you know i think it's just a very good way for a seller i think it's also a good way for a buyer because a buyer can actually see that there is other people out there who think that the that property is the same value as them is what they think
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and i think it's very good for an agent because. You know, for an agent, he does his his four weeks, then he does his auction, and if it goes through at auction, um, it makes a nice, very clean, easy deal for an agent.
0: It Okay. Well, this sounds like a really, really interesting way of selling houses, and who knows? Maybe we should explore it here in Toronto. Maybe we should explore it here in Ontario.
1: Absolutely. Just look. You know, and you can always go on to uh, YouTube. YouTube's a, a very good tool to use these days. You can always go onto YouTube and and have a look at some of the YouTube videos mm-hmm, yeah. um, of of some auctions, house op- house property auctions, uh, particularly ones in Sydney. Sydney is very interesting. Um, Sydney, it's nothing to have a hundred people turn up and maybe twenty five registered bidders.
0: Wow, sounds like a very very exciting day there on auction day on Saturdays.
1: It's, it's a, it's a big party, mate. It's a very big party. Yeah, okay.
0: And I'm sure they crack the champagne when they're finished, right? They yeah.
1: certainly do. Everyone, every, all the, the the sellers and the buyers, both usually crack a bottle of champagne and the auctioneer moves on to the next one. At the end of the day, he sits down and has a very big stiff drink.
0: All right. And you know that yep. firsthand. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Darren, thank you. Thank you very, very much for joining us here on Sold in the Six and I'll keep in touch with you and let you know if we ever do move into this auction process.
1: Absolutely. I'm very interested to know Des and, and very keen to see how, uh, how Toronto uh, embraces it.
0: Great. Thanks very much. And that was Darren Clark from Remax in Brisbane, Australia. And that's our latest episode of Sold in the Sixth. And I'd like to thank my producers, Podcasts That Pop. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to Sold in the Sixth and you'll start receiving new episodes automatically. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is Dez in the six. That's six spelt with the number six, I-X, you know, the cool way. And I also have a website. Check that out. It's in the realestate.com. If you have a story idea or just want to get in touch with me, feel free to email me at des at desmondbrown.ca. I'm Desmond Brown. Until next time.